How many of us, if we were tested, could recite the Ten Commandments? How many of us, if tested, could recite the Apostles' Creed? How many of us, uff, uff, if uff, 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 how many of us, if tested, could state the gospel? This morning, this is our first outreach Sunday of 2020. And so there will be some things we'll be doing a little bit differently because honestly, we need to wake up a little bit. We always hear about how the church is stuck in its little things and, and all the criticisms that, that, that come upon the church. But honestly, I think part of my challenge this morning to myself and to us as a church is to really challenge us on this. So many, how many of you uh, had children go through school? Raise your hand. And how many of those children came home with an F? Yeah, you don't want to raise your hand, do you? It's a reflection on you as the parent, isn't it? How acceptable would it be for your child to just get straight F's, their entire pedagogy? And yet here in the church, we say that, that the message of Scripture, our spiritual walk, is paramount to all things, right? But we certainly don't act that way. Because... I allow you to come sit and be entertained every Sunday. You get to sit out here like it's a, a movie theater, and you get to weigh in like movie critics every Sunday as to whether or not Pastor performed well enough if the music was good enough. And that's what we've done with the church, have we not? Trust me, you've already formed opinions about this morning. But how many of you can quote the Gospel? And you've lived in church your whole life. You know why you probably can't? Because we don't test you. And if we don't test you, what does that say to you about us? We're probably really not serious about you learning this stuff. Are we? If you can't quote the Ten Commandments, we're probably not that serious about you really following those. If you don't know what the Trinity is, then we really don't care. We're just speaking to fill time, are we not? So that's why, brothers and sisters, it is important that you are part of our equipping here. It is important that you are going into our ABF on Sunday mornings where there are worksheets, where you will be able to engage. This morning we're going to do things a little bit differently. I've asked, and I put you all to the test this past week. Some of you emailed me or texted me back. Some of you didn't because you probably thought I wasn't serious. Some of you probably didn't text back with information because you forgot the information. Because the pastor never asks you to remember the information, does he? Well, he is now. How many of you vote that we wake up and start living the gospel? Okay, if you're not raising your hand, either you're apathetic or you really don't want us to live the gospel. Oh, pastor... 
you're being really accountable and, and that's a lot of tension. I'm not going to give money to this church anymore. <laughs> if you're new here, we're pretty honest from the front. Because I don't believe we have time to be dishonest. Paul tells us to make the most of every opportunity for the days are evil. And as your pastor, I see it as my responsibility to make us, to shake us every once in a while if I sense that for myself I'm not living under that tension of can I tell you the Ten Commandments? Don't you dare ask me. Don't you dare ask me if I know the Ten Commandments. Wow, there's a little tension in the room this morning, isn't there? Let's just move on, shall we? Why don't we stand together? And we heard a great creed. How many of you recognize the Apostles' Creed this morning? Said a little bit differently already. And so we're starting with biblical truth. And this morning I'm going to read to you the passage out of Philippians. We've been doing a series called All In. And I actually wrapped up the, the book of Philippians last week. And... Uh, this morning is a review, right? It's the chapter review that you all dread. I'm having so much fun because um, th there is an individual here that's a teacher. And as I'm talking in these terms, there's many teachers here, so you're going to freak out, like, who am I looking at? But now I'm not looking anywhere close to Katie. Okay. <laughs> but Katie's got this big smile on her face because she can relate. How's it, how's it going over there? Are you enjoying being a teacher? Yes, yes. Katie wrote me and said, could you please hold us to a higher standard? No, she didn't. <laughs> but we're wrapping up this morning, and this is the chapter review. So we should all be sweating profusely. All right? Your, your, your pulse should be elevated a little bit this morning. I have to choose a lane, because I'm not preaching the whole four chapters of of uh, Philippians this morning. So listen to the word today. This is the one that the Lord led me to. Philippians chapter 1. Listen to Paul talk and figure out why we called this all in. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Always in every prayer of mine for you all making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the Gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And I came back to this because it's probably the section of your chapter review. If you knew you had a final today, you would go back to the beginning of the chapter because that's the part you're going to forget 
quickest, right? And I love, for me, the part that resonates. Here's my testimony this morning. When Paul says, so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, that is why I'm preaching what I'm preaching today. This is my desire like Paul, that you may be able to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ pure and blameless. And you'll hear some words coming up in just a moment from Paul to the church at at Colossae that, that speaks to how he toils in this effort to do this. So the reason I have you standing is because we don't ever stand. This is Outreach Sunday, so we want you guys to be flexible, good to go. How many of you are already tired of standing? And you're going to go to the Apostolic Church next week down the road. <laughs> Alright, well in apostolic effort, let's say this together. This is our mission statement, and then I'll show you the vision statement. Let's say this together. Our mission as ambassadors of Jesus Christ is to shine His light by lovingly serving His church, our community, and the nations for the glory of God. And then part of our vision statement is this. Picture a church that is relevant in heaven, earth, and hell because people of all ages, cultures, and position are transformed and unified through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you. You may be seated. As we continue on this morning, how many of you are into watching these award shows? That that maybe your favorite athlete or maybe your favorite actor or actress, you know, you you followed you really a a movie or a or a play, the Tony Awards, whatever whatever it is. Last night, my wife and I watched the Warrior Game and. Um, we're diehard Warrior fans, and they won. Even without Stephen Curry, they won. And, uh, and so the big highlight was Damian Lee. And here on, Na- it was a national broadcast, ABC was carrying it, and the whole nation is watching, and Damian Lee had to do an acceptance speech, right? He's the person that gets segmented amongst all the team and uh, interviewed to see how he feels about the event. He is highlighted. He is elevated. And he chose to say things like, it's all about the team. It's all about my teammates. And then he said just a very gracious sense of, and it's all about my faith and my God. And you know, it's, it's amazing when we're given a platform to say something and the highlight is on us, what will we say? And there's something that resonates, I truly believe, how Paul wrote to the Philippians. There's something about it when a person is elevated and brought to a high position in society's eyes and they say, I didn't get here by myself. This took a team effort. Brothers and sisters, that's what I glean from this study that we've done. In our review today, I want you to hear clearly that all that we do for the kingdom here at Concord Bible Church happens because of the team. And that team starts with our coach, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Right? And then He carries His efforts out through us. Now why He he drafted us, who knows? But He did. He did. And He chooses to build His kingdom through us. Now Paul talked about this 
in certain respects. But as we think about this, I want to help you understand, and I penned some ideas in, in relation to, again, the, the spirit and focus of hearing the Apostles' Creed, then us mentioning our mission statement, already reading Scripture. I want you to hear this. This is kind of my assimilation of what I take away from this study for us from Philippians. Where do we go from this point? What have we learned? How have we changed? We are a church that holds to the authority of all Scripture. Amen? Amen. We are a church that loves all people. Amen? Amen. We are a church that values all generations. We are a church that intends to commit all of our heart and mind and soul to worship our Lord. We are a church that summarily rejects all sin in God's eyes. We are a church that in all ways we recognize our faults and failures and yet in all ways define ourselves as those who are fully acceptable to God because of the all-surpassing power of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We are a church that is all in. Now there will be a test on that later. Since you said amen every single time, you're going to be asked about all that later on. Review the video. The video will be up shortly and you'll be tested next week. Paul says this in Colossians 1. If you're new here, that's my spiritual gift of sarcasm. Just relax. Colossians 1, 28-29 is a life verse for me. Paul talks about this from a, a, a shepherding, teaching point of view. He says, Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom. There's that word again. That we may present everyone mature in Christ. We are not here to impress you. We are not here for you to follow me or follow the band. We are not here to put on a show. If, if you walk out of here today more impressed with the building, more impressed with the sound, then we have failed, utterly failed. Can I get an amen there that will raise the roof off this place? If you do not encounter the Lord Jesus Christ on any given Sunday that you attend here, we have failed. We have utterly failed. Amen? Amen. Paul says this about this idea of presenting everyone mature in Christ. He says, For this I toil, struggling with all His energy that He powerfully works in me. What a pleasure to be able to do that. What a pleasure to do that. Paul knew what he was here for. He never deviated. I love acceptance speeches. Giving accolades and recognition to those who helped build something magnificent. This is the book of Philippians. If you were to bring it down to one cohesive sentence, the way I would look at it is simply this. Paul is commending his brothers and sisters for being a word that shows up all the time, partakers in the Gospel with him. A team. They were all in. And Paul commends them. All four chapters, Paul commends them for being all in. So this morning, I have a couple other... I have three acceptance speeches by CBC individuals. May I read those to you? Okay. So the first one, up for Best Supporting Actress today, 
Nancy Walter. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hi, Jeremy. I would like to thank my family, my mom, my father, all the little people that made it possible for me to get... No, that, that's not what she wrote. Hi, Jeremy. Might be a little late to send you this, but I've been thinking quite a bit about a part of the Philippians series. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. You gave the example of Peter walking on water in Matthew 14. When Peter was the only guy walking on the water, I always figured the other guys probably weren't quite so sure in that moment that it would be smart to step out of the boat. I haven't always simply thought that Jesus just called Peter because it was Peter's moment, not the others. And it wasn't necessarily because Peter was more courageous and the others fearful. Peter heard Jesus' call and followed. I pray that I will go, do, serve, stay when Christ calls me too, to be content with the content, circumstances as you said. And when I see someone else going or doing or whatever, that I will remain content with God's calling for me, not someone else. By the way, you'll have a chance to speak. We'll have an open forum at the end of class today. So if, if you didn't get your emails or texts in, you can do that. Uh, another individual um, who really uh, wants to get an A in the class, um, David Yarlagata. Pat, <laughs> this is like running for homecoming queen and queen. <laughs> all right, Pastor Jeremy, the Philippians All In series was probably one of my favorite series. It was very edifying to me. Last week's message was very balanced and refreshing uh, presentation on giving. It was very real and biblical. Throughout the series, there were times I felt admonished, encouraged, and comforted by the Holy Spirit. Amen. If I had to pick one verse, then I would pick Philippians 4.11. Learning to be content with content. Amen. Thank you, David. And then Devin Kerchina, coming all the way from Central Concord. Yes. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if you're visiting today, that's our effort to speak ecstatic language. <laughs> okay. All right, let's just stop. All right, let's get to Devin's comments here. Ready? Hey, Pastor Jeremy, you're the best. I really like the way you dress. <laughs> I wanted to pass along how much this series has really impacted me and my daily walk. I can't even count how many times a day some of the verses replay in my head. The most impactful was regarding joy. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Did you capitalize that on purpose? <laughs> I have never juxtaposed the struggles in life before with joy, and it has been a game changer. I can count at least a half dozen situations since that sermon that the outcomes would have been different if I hadn't been focused on joy. Thanks so much, and keep up biblical preaching and how well you dress. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I just 
really appreciate that, Devinus. I don't even get those compliments at home. But anyway, okay. Oh, what? I meant from my dog. My, Max says nothing about how I dress. All right, let's, uh, let's just move on. All in. How is life different because of this study? And honestly, here's the perfect segue from what Devin just mentioned. Did you catch that she said, I just really appreciated all the information you gave. It was, just, it was just great Wikipedia stuff. And yet there are churches gathered all over the United States, the American church, where that's the only expectation is that we as teachers just give you information. We have no expectation that it's life-changing. We don't ever follow up and ask you how is that changing your life. So really this series or this preaching today is an admonishment on myself and so i'm trying to correct that and and how great to hear devon and others say that these words were transformational right how is life different because of this study this is our expectation at cbc the word of god promises to transform our lives but if we're not if we're not approaching it in that manner then it just becomes dead words or exalted words that we know nothing of the power of those words. And yet Paul speaks to this beautiful, beautiful idea of being all in. And I think the message of that today for our church is the concluding message. As we move forward as a church, as conquered Bible, as the people gathered together here, let me remember or let me rephrase again where I felt convicted to take you this morning. Philippians 1, 3-11. You can turn there in your Scriptures. I thank my God in all remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the Gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that He who began a good work in you will, be, will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all. Now, I'll circle back around to that, but I want you to remember that. It is right for me to feel this way about you all because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of what? Grace. Both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the what? Gospel. Oh, you're looking on the screens. I need to catch up to you. I uh, probably need to... No? Oh, I was right. We're good. Verse 8. Here we go. For God is my witness how I, learn, or how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen. So you hear this continuity of Paul, whether I refer to his instructions to the church at Colossae where he says, for this I toil that I am able to teach you with all wisdom so that you may be presented before the Lord Jesus Christ 
pure and blameless. Paul knew what he was about. He knew what he was called to. This is a beautiful picture of the relationship between the shepherd teacher and the sheep. There was an expectation by Jesus Christ passed to the apostles. The apostles passed to the early church. And then through those writings passed from them to your pastor to you. And that is a very simple understanding that this message of the Gospel is not something for a select few. It is that which we all get to be partakers in. Amen? Amen. But how can we be partakers in the Gospel if we do not exercise it? If we're not given the opportunity to exercise it and implement it? I have a couple quick things here that I want to share with you. First of all, he says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. Now let's review real quickly because that would make me think that everybody in this church of Philippi were superstars. Would, would, that, would you not walk away thinking the same thing? Because if I ask you all to think through everybody here, could you say that statement? I'm thankful for everybody here at CBC. Could you say that? Oh, this is, this is one of those timeouts, right? This is like a fun moment because I can see your faces and it's so fun to read your faces. You're like, you're, you're ready to play poker. You're trying to not reveal that, that there really is some people here that maybe you're not real excited about. Right? Unbelievable. How could you think that about Malachi? He played so well today. <laughs> Paul had two people he had to admonish in this letter. What were their names? Here's your test. Iodia and Syntyche. You get an A. All right, now everybody in the class hates you. Okay? Because you set the curve. So there's, there's at least two people Paul's like, y'all need to change it around. By the way, did you catch that Paul has southern roots here? Keep saying y'all, 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 y'all. And, and, and we'll get to that in a second. But he says you all as a point of emphasis over and over because he doesn't leave anybody out even if they are struggling. I don't know what your idea of the perfect church is, but Paul's was never that which had arrived and never deals with sin or difficulty. Where he starts to admonish is when a church becomes accepting of sinful behavior. We do not want to be that church because that's an anathema to our Lord and Savior. Amen? We do not want to accept sin no matter how convenient in our own lives when it is sin in God's eyes. So Paul says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, even the things that are challenging. Because I think Paul understands he sees growth. And he sees a demonstrated focus by most individuals in this church that they want to follow Christ. They want to partner with Him for the sake of the Gospel. So partnership is the second key theme that runs throughout Philippians that I want to magnify real quickly. Brothers and sisters, you're going to see a lot of people up on this stage today but it's not just about the stage. How many of you got donuts and coffee this morning? Because we know nothing spiritual happens without donuts and coffee. 
How many of you appreciate the chairs you're sitting in versus wooden pews? How many of you appreciate wooden pews versus the chairs you're sitting in? <laughs> just, just trying to play the balances. There are those that clean the sanctuary. There are those that have greeted you already this morning. There are those that are serving your children and your families over in children's ministry right now. Making sure that that all-in sign stays up there is not easy. And yet, Becky is doing a fantastic job at it. And we may be a little light today, but there are many people because of illness that are joining us in our service because of Alan's standing. Now I'm going to make a... Did you get poked or something? Are you okay? <laughs> Boy, we are really, really pushing you folks. If you're busy today, we're not normally like that. Okay. Uh, but think about this. We had you stand a lot today, and you're going to stand some more. And that's, we're not used to that. And so you're going to have to wrestle with that. Alan has been here for 13 and a half years, and he stands the entire service for the service of the Lord. So thinking about the partnerships, it doesn't come down to the pastor at Concord Bible Church. It comes down to the all-in partnership. Amen? Amen? All for one is the title of our ser sermon today. All for one. And, yeah, 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 I just had to do it. But the idea of all for one is this sense that, look, Paul recognized that the Philippian church was gathered and unified over whom? Him or the Gospel? The Gospel. But that conduit and support and partnership was with their leader that was the one who was leading in the preaching and teaching and the effective nature of the Gospel. And ultimately, Paul is always pointing to whom? We already heard it in his words in the opening salvo. To God. To Christ. To the work of Christ. So when we talk about all for one, it is presenting this idea that we want to be unified as a church. We want to be unified in biblical truth and the Gospel. And we most definitely want to be unified in the fact that we are going to dedicate ourselves in loving service to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? That's how an organization moves together. And think about those acceptance speeches. When they talk about the team, they'll never be able to get these accolades without a team working with them. Right? Paul commends them. They were together in this partnership. What are we all for at CBC? The team is constantly changing, but the purpose and mission remain the same. The work of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. If we say that, but I do nothing about it, then I, again, am guilty as charged. So let me share with you what Paul's message of the Gospel, gospel is. You can, you can find it in... I was not going to give you... So as the teacher, I'm going to give you the cheat sheet sheet. Okay? 1 Corinthians 15 is the most perfect presentation of the Gospel if you want to work on that. But I'm going to help you with it right now. What is our problem? Sin. Sin. 
Who is our problem with because of sin? God. Who made it possible to fix that problem? Excellent. Jesus made it possible to fix that problem through His work on what? And His... Because if you don't have a resurrection, there's no power behind the cross. Amen? Because of His victory over sin and death, we are granted eternal life. You guys are doing pretty good. We are granted eternal life. We are also given access to the Father through whom? Jesus Christ. And He has given us the Holy Spirit that we might live in good relationship. That would have been reaching if I'd expected you to get that. Live in good and proper relationship serving Him. That's the Gospel. Now, if I have a problem with sin and I don't want to admit sin, do I have a hiccup at this point? Yes, I do. So if you want to talk about the Gospel with somebody, you've got to start with what? Sin. Because if I don't think that I've got an issue with God, then my whole understanding of God is skewed. It's off. My whole understanding of myself is skewed. It's off. Now, if I think I'm good enough, if I live my life well enough, if I please people around me um, on such a, a paramount level, I'm going to heaven. Yes or no? There is none righteous, no, not one. Not my words, His words. At just the right time, Christ died that we, His enemies, would be what? Would be saved. He who knew no sin became what? That we might have eternal life. Y'all get an A. This next month in your life, in your family, in your Keith. There's a shout out to you there. In your Keith. Ask Samer what a Keith is. Or Keith. In your church, make the effort and see how the Spirit changes life around you and through you. No greater accomplishment on earth than to see the Lord change your life to truly understand the power of the cross and the resurrection. To be able to offload all the guilt, all the challenge, all the difficulty. Please don't ever make me do that again. So <laughs> silence your cell phones. I have no idea where I was now. Um, as we reflect back on the powerful message of Philippians, it's one thing to just say, that plays out well, right? Like I would put that right there with Kipling. It's another thing to understand its transforming nature in our life and power, unlike anything else. And the promise that it extends to us for eternal life and relationship with Christ. This morning I'm going to give you a chance to just share real quickly what those things are that maybe have now re-resonated in your mind about 
this study and as we move forward. As we do so, we have a theme that we've carried over from last year. You see these banners behind me, building in his first Corinthians. And let's see if I'm not sure that I, I don't think I included it. So let me just read it. This is our theme verse for last year and this year. Oh, I did. Very good. So Becky, I'll, I'll trust you to hit the switch. According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Does this sound like the relationship between him and the church at Philippi? Let each one take care how he builds upon it. Don't mess this up. There's a, a singular way to build a foundation here. And he says, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, if anyone builds on a foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will what? Test. Test. Now do you see why we took the angle we took today? I think far too often pastors just give you some great encouraging message. You walk out, say how powerful that was. That was inspirational. But nothing changes. And what haunts me and many pastors I know is that you and I will stand before the Lord and He will say, what did you do with what I gave you? We will be put to the test. And then I have this reoccurring nightmare that you all look at me and say, oh great, you never told us there was a test. (laughs) Well, Paul just told you. And I reiterate what Paul says. He says, each one's work will become manifest for the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. If the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. What does that say to you? And maybe today that's real simple. I'm going to have John, uh, my man, come walk around the room with this microphone. I'm going to tap it. There we go. And as you may have a testimony like the three I read earlier, you may have an acceptance speech. Um, Just raise your hand and you can share real briefly. Maybe it was something this morning that inspired you. Maybe there was some change in your life because of, of, and it may not have anything to do with the Philippians series, just something God is doing. But do you have something to share with the class today, brothers and sisters? And John's friendly. He's not going to punch you when, when he walks up. He's very friendly. John has to hold the microphone. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I told you last week I started the book on Moral Christian called The Third Option, and I'm about halfway through it. Um, one of the things he shares about what's really critical in terms of getting over a lot of the racial barriers and whatever is one verb, honor. Hmm. Do you honor yourself? Do you honor your community? But the third option, do you honor the other? Do you, honor, do you give honor? Because when you do that, you honor God. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you. And straight from Scripture, honor one another above yourselves. Paul, Romans 12. Others? Oh, you get another A. Anybody else? I'll call on you, just like in eighth grade. Go ahead, Jenny. Mm-hmm. Um, through him who strengthens me, um, I see people put the focus on the I and not the him, and I get discouraged for them and don't feel like I have that same struggle until I realize that I either fail or succeed at something, and I'm not giving, um, when I've succeeded at something, I'm not giving him the glory, and I need to remember that. That mm. it is, if I say that he strengthens me, when it goes well, Janine had nothing to do with that, and I need to remember that. Hmm. You get an A. Thank you. Uh, Garrett stood up in the back back there, John. Garrett? Yeah, Garrett. So I just, I've appreciated the sermon this morning. I know that in my own life, there was a time when I was doing a lot better memorizing scripture and studying and, and trying to. I don't know, just have a gospel presentation ready, and I, and I, I still think I have that a little bit, but uh, this this sermon has convicted me, and I, I need to be convicted when I come to church on Sunday morning, because mm-hmm. I need to walk out of here and go change something about my life. I'm never going to arrive, and so I just I just appreciate the, uh, the, the fervor, the excitement that you've put into this, because it's not just that I'm convicted, but I'm actually excited to go out and, and uh, you know, I, I think I know the Ten Commandments, but it's, <laughs> it's, time, it's time to memorize them, you know, like it's, um, so, just, I mean, just stuff like that, like it's, I, I find that helpful because that, that gives me a drive, you know, to, to go out and do that stuff, so thank you. Amen. You get an A. <laughs> Anybody else? we got time for one more. Let's go Ron and then Anna. Um, you know, I think in when well, we're in Philippians two, <clears throat> it's one of my favorite verses. But it talks about the unity of the church and that that we should, you know, consider others more important than ourselves. Not mm-hmm. look only after our own interests, but also the interests of others. So it's really, you know, it's an attitude mm-hmm. to be, you know, to be Christ-like. He said, you know, if you have any, you know, tenderness and compassion, if any fellowship of the Spirit, and that's, you know, really what we have here is. You know the the joy of serving together. We're all servants of the same King, and and it's all His. Amen, amen. And then Anna, real quickly, John, you're doing a great job today. Oh, I forget he's holding. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Uh, Well, today really special, you know. Thing, Um, I thought about in the morning. You know what I. I got up, uh, coming in, having so much joy and coming and singing and worshiping. But uh, also I saw today my dream, uh, you know, dancing when she was walking in. And she gave me so much joy just to think about that only God knows what we are carrying and the burden and the pain mm-hmm. and the struggles that maybe all of us have in one way or another one. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing for me to see in myself how even that what is going on, we keep smiling. Mm. And it's all about faith, you know, and just embracing the love that God has for us and mm. how to really say that we have to be strong on Him. 
It's not about us. He's do, I believe in myself that He's doing the work. I cannot mm. do it. Amen. Amen. It is Him doing that work, right? Philippians 1. That He's begun that good work in you and He'll be faithful to complete it um, in that day. Let's all stand. And I'm going to pray a blessing upon you. Father, this morning, as You have gathered Your people, a lyric from this song, the gathered are together where the sun touched the ground. They're singing a beautiful sound. Father, this morning I pray blessing upon each person that's here today. I pray for this church that we are all in. I pray that we carry one another's burdens. I pray that we always encourage and push one another towards Christ. And I pray for strength upon strength for each person here. I also pray that as we have given out the Gospel today in a very clear way, that if that needs to touch and open the eyes of someone who has yet to hold on and embrace that Gospel and truly place their faith in You, that if this is the right time for them, Father, that Your Spirit would open their eyes and they would pursue You with all of their heart, soul, mind, and strength, knowing that it's a step of faith. It is a step of faith. Thank You, Father. Let us walk with the light of Christ in our lives. Amen.